G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast where the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars when you talk about the lesser knowns and the players that are going to bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and I'm joined by my co-hosts Dossie and Kays. How are you going boys? What's going on Hef? How are you mate? Oh yeah, not too bad. Look, I don't want to start this on the um, on a classic note because we do play, talk about Keeper Leagues on here but did you know that Kays, Kays go on, tell everyone about your classic rank. Oh, classic's an easy game. <laughs> All you morons are like in the tens of thousands and I'm um, 1,200. Like 1,200. It's not even that hard. No, that's stark contrast to your last few years where you've been like 40,000th after round one, but it's an easy game, as you say. So, yeah. It is. It is. We'll, we'll watch you maintain it over the year. But no, it was a big week. Look, let's not get stuck into classic. Let's uh, talk about round one of the AFL. So, it was a big weekend. Lots of our favourites actually performed quite well mm. over the weekend. And I don't want to spoil too much about what's coming up in the show, but there's one guy we've probably got to give a special mention to. Don't you oh, think so, yeah. Dossie? Oh, who's, yeah. who's that? Who are we talking about oh well i mean we made a song about him this year if that's what you're <laughs> alluding to he, i definitely he, have he did all right um are we gonna just pop you know 2g for p straight away we want to talk about him for a few yeah, more we weeks don't want to get rid of him straight away yeah, because, yeah we, we, keep... we have to get the clip saved on here so you can play the song mate yeah i think so that's probably a good idea we could probably play it somewhere in the song maybe we could finish off the show on the song maybe yeah maybe know. you can give the us outro. a live rendition <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm more of a studio recorder myself but uh you've got the live pipes to go mate uh maybe we'll have to think about it uh, maybe we could perform it somewhere at a live podcast who knows? <laughs> but anyway, they, uh, the video on, on TikTok had 21,000 views after the game mm. on the weekend. So um, that lots. Up. That's lots. Yeah, okay. well, lots for us anyway. Like every other video, we've had one that's popped on there, but I reckon that was just TikTok algorithm just bumping it. But the rest were just like around three or 4,000 views and this one just had like 21,000. So there you go. Yeah, I think people are getting on the song. And like, so many comments of people just be like, this is my new ringtone. <laughs> so, yeah, it was uh, good fun to follow over the weekend. But uh, yeah, if you're not around us on TikTok, uh, at Keep League Pod on that, check that one out. But uh, yeah, um, as per usual, each week we need to talk about our uh, Manscaped, our beloved uh, sponsors. But uh, the thing is, Dossie, we don't have our new products yet, and case. We don't have our new products sent through. So... Um, yeah, we have to kind of keep talking about the old stuff that we've uh, got. But we, one thing we haven't really talked about a lot in this, on this podcast is about the kind of um, the not the the lawnmower 4.0 and the weed whacker. It's the uh, bonus little um, the toner and the the, the uh, what is the other stuff the deodorant the ball deodorant mm. that comes with our pack. So what's let's your, talk about that. Yeah, yeah. what's your uh, what's your favorite out of those two, Dossie? Do you like the the crop preserver, which is the uh, anti chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, or the crop reviver, which is a spray on toner for your balls? Now you always you always say your balls need toning, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming that's your favourite, right? Uh, look, I'm more of a preserver myself. <laughs> okay. I'm interested in K's uh, on this topic. No, no, I yeah. actually uh, played golf yesterday. It was pretty warm yeah. and uh, the preserver was fantastic. Just a little anti-chafe. Absolutely. No, it's um, yeah, definitely uh, loosens things up down there. It doesn't, uh, gets rid of the rubbing and stuff like that. So it's, Those uh, thick thighs. Yeah, right? exactly. The thunder thighs that I've got, that's <laughs> yeah. for sure. Uh, they do it. But I do, I'm a big fan of the Reviver after a, a fresh trim just to stop those ingrown hairs. And uh, yeah, it's just like an aftershave for your balls. It's great. Do you so. think with the preserver, I'm a, I'm a, a lifelong skins wearer because of the chafe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon the preserver might- You can probably get rid of the skins. Could I go could skinless? We, yeah. Could we do a little a you know, scientific experiment? Yeah, maybe that'd be a good TikTok <laughs> video. might be a tough one to do yeah. it on because it might be a touch hot still, but you know. Do a little chafer meter, something, some kind of science. Uh, just monitor the skin afterwards, Jeez, the redness be, of the I'd skin. i seriously putting my faith in the product because <laughs> there's some significant chafing. <laughs> I reckon like it's a, got your back, mate. I reckon it's like got a you. notification that there's a fire in the general, you know, Kenilworth area. <laughs> yeah. I see some fire. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, do you know there's also another product called the Plough? 
which is just a razor for your face. I only found this out today looking through the uh, the talking points on the docs they send us. So, yeah, I might get my hands on the plough as well. Cause of course I knew that as an ambassador of no, uh, Manscaped. Well, you were on Manscaped before they even sponsored us, so you had the Manscaped right. products. Yeah. But, yeah, my, my beard is looking a bit thick at the moment, so I might have to dig the plough into yeah. that one and see how we go. So, anyways, uh, join 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code KEEPER20. So, make sure you support the sponsors by supporting the sponsors you support us so get around Manscaped alright that's enough uh, riffing at the top of the show about classic and Manscaped and shaving your balls let's get into the round rewind alright the first game of the week was at Melbourne versus Western Bulldogs so Dossie this was your game let's take it away yeah sure was there was a bit of uh, news around this one that's for sure oh, in the, God, post, in the post game <laughs> Uh, the presser, the, the infamous presser. But I just want to go to you, Case, to start mm-hmm. with because mm-hmm. um, the player in question that, uh, you know, was talked about this whole thing, there was a lot of stuff afterwards that we don't need to get into. You would have heard about it. But the player in question, Lockie Hunter, mm-hmm. I just want you to go through your emotions of the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, beforehand, he had the bad game in the, the actual practice match. And I was like, no, this is not great but the week before he actually scored 100 and I was like mm. look maybe he was just you know trying a few things I didn't see that game you know like I'll let it slide obviously heard he was dropped and I was like oh, that's not great because he's a keeper and you know you know he's when he's on he's on he's a great yeah. player and I was like oh look this could be good goes back to the twos you know gets some real hunger you know determined to prove Bevo wrong yeah. we'll come back a couple of weeks and he'll be busting out hundreds for fun so I was like all right I've come to I've come to terms with that anyway <laughs> then all this hullabaloo you know out and I was like, sub, oh, it's all right, I'll leave him alone. And then he comes in, I was like, oh, I actually left him out of my side because I was yeah, like, nah, too not much worth noise, it. Yeah. And it was probably a good call in the end. Like, it was just more like, I don't know what you can even compare it to. Like, he's been picked, even though Bevo didn't even really want them there. So I was like, oh, just going off the bench and playing these crap positions. And, mm. you know, so it was bad. It was bad as an owner. Yeah, it's rough times, I guess, for, for Lockie Hunter owners. 58 points. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's just touching on him for now. But I don't know. It's just a tough one going forward. You just hope he hits form because we know what he, he's so good at his best. So, mm. hold the faith for a little bit longer. You have to because yeah, no, one, no one's going to want him. Say. Like, no one's going to take him in a trade. I just hope it's not like a, you know, I guess Johannesson like a few years back mm. when he was like the talk of the town. Then all of a sudden it was like fell yeah. off a cliff and everyone yeah. still held faith for ages. But I, I, I think Lockie Hunter's just going through a patch and he'll be all right. Agreed. Um, Talking of the dogs in general, I just think as a team, they're still going to be a force. Like, they're versing the, the reigning premiers. Obviously, it's a, a grudge match first week back, you know, um, the grand final rematch. But I think you can still kind of stack your dogs um, as a forward line, especially when they're um, up against weak oppo. So, similar to what uh, we talked a bit about on the waiver pod, but, you know, as well as the Bulldogs, both of these, Bulldogs and Ds, I think you're going to be right to stream forwards against, like, the weaker opponents because they are going to slaughter some teams. They're both really good outfits. So, just mm-hmm. keep that in mind going forward. Um, Libba's probably the biggest one I just want to talk about because the fact that he didn't play mid-time for me, was just huge. Crazy. So, obviously, a huge attendee in the past. So Can I yeah. jump in before we get too far? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, had COVID the week prior and it was a yeah. bit proppy. Yeah, so, so that, yeah. that's what I was going to say, oh, though. Okay, it's cool. like, um, I that that makes a lot of sense to me because, yeah. like, I just don't see that being sustainable. So, yeah, apparently, um, just wasn't 100%, but still good enough to plonk up forward and yeah. see how he goes. Okay, that me. makes total sense and that's yeah. good to hear. But, yeah, I mean, probably... 
not that he's 2G for P, but just mentioning Bailey Smith. His stocks are high now, but he scores way better playing inside. So oh, yeah. I don't think that's sustainable. Um, obviously, 150 is not. But just yeah. to mention, Libba will get more mid-time going forward. That's great news. Uh, Hayden Crozier came in as the late replacement for Jason Johannesson. Popped a big ton. Any interest uh, on the Crozier front lads? We just did the Wavewire podcast and um, we left him off. I didn't bother. Yeah. He wasn't even really best 26. Yeah. Mm. And then he got All plucked of a sudden, from so, nowhere. Yeah. Even though he'd scored well, I just don't trust him long-term enough for him to actually be picked up by my team anyway. That's very fair. And I'd probably go with that as well because, yeah, like you said, if he's not in the team already, the Bulldogs, you can you can score if you get, you know, in the right spots, it's a high-scoring team. Yeah. And if he's not doing what the team wants in the first place, it's probably not great signs, but... Hey, if he can, uh, if he can stay in the team, there'd definitely be some interest. Mm. Aaron Norton is—we um, mentioned him a couple of weeks ago on our mm-hmm. Western Bulldogs show. It was the one of the most recent ones at the end of the season? There, yep. eighty-eight points looks to be an eighty-plus forward, I reckon, this year because that's Agreed. what he was tracking like being um, before his injuries last season. So, yeah, I'm pretty confident he can go very at least high 70s, early 80s and with a higher ceiling. He could pop some massive games. Like this is, against, fire. this is against a tough opponent. Yes, they were missing a couple of key defenders, but even still, 88 points, you'd love that as a forward. Especially one of the rare key forwards you'd be confident in, I 100%. think. 100%. Ed Richards, bit of a role change. Um, well, he's kind of played defense, I think, in the yeah. last couple of years, but mostly in the VFL. So, um, 57 points playing on the halfback flank. But Did I play it in the, in the Amy series. Yeah, well, played so. that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I do like that role. I mean, because he's got defender status in mm-hmm. the fantasy and stuff anyway. So, yeah. he must be playing that at the lower levels regardless. But yeah, 57 points. Not a great score, but I do see potential there because he's got some class on that Always halfback Always shown something. He's definitely taken that running role off Bailey Williams, like the creator role. Yeah, it's unfortunate yeah. for Bailey Stocks. Yeah. But yeah, he, he's definitely one of the next distributors. They've got Caleb Daniel, Bailey Dale, and now Ed Richards. So mm-hmm. another mouth to feed down there. That's all I came up with for the, for the doggies this, this pod. I'm sure there'll be plenty more in future pods, but go on to the Ds now. And yeah, again, I just would say stream your forwards when they've got weak oppo. They're... They've got a bunch. I think they're going to be targeting big Benny Brown, though, like they did in this game. And I know you guys mentioned him on the waiver wire pod. But I think Sign up as a member to get access to that, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> but scored 77 points, did big Benny Brown, and he was the big target up there for him with Tom McDonald having to play a bit more defense in this game as well because they've lost a lot of their um, key defensive stocks. I think mm. Lever was missing for this one. Christian Salem went down. And uh, anyway, Tom McDonald had to move back. So probably for me, it stocks up for Ben Brown, stocks down for now for Tom McDonald just because he couldn't score in that role in the in the later parts. And then that's why we got rid of him kind of thing. And then he yeah. popped back up as a forward. Other players, um, the big one for me, and I don't know if he's available on some wa- waivers, he, he's definitely going to be higher in the higher ownership percentage. But in your leagues where you've got uh, the shallower leagues, probably in your AFL fantasy formats, not your ultimate footy, you tend to go a bit deeper. But Angus Brayshaw playing on a halfback flank is very tempting for me. 86 points. He's definitely playing in defense. And uh, what do you guys think of Gussie as a, as a keeper option now? He's, like, if he gets defensive status. Looks like he's going to score better in, the, in defense <sighs> than his wing. Because yeah. his, wing, his wing role was very defensive anyway. So mm-hmm. it was like he would play as like, he would sit back and kind of play a defensive kind of wing anyway. Yeah. But I think this one just kind of opens him up a little bit more, lets him distribute the ball off the halfback line a little bit more. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'm, I don't know what you think, Case, because 
Yeah, Gus Brayshaw's been a fantasy favourite of mine until he's got this stinking role. So, back mm. in a fantasy-friendly role, I'm all aboard. He needs it. If, if Salem is – or Salem's gone for probably one or two months. So, they need someone to fill that running And he was role. there beforehand. Let's not forget. He was training there this preseason yeah, yeah. too. Yep. It was, yeah. it was mentioned earlier. It was called by your mate Checkers. Our mate yeah. Checkers. Yeah. Checkers, yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Let's talk about the other player that talking about Salem going down injured. He's going to miss a bit of time. It's not too serious, but still had surgery. So, he's going to miss some time. And Jake Bowie. There we go. <laughs> How many points did he score on the weekend? He only yeah. got 38. Oh, so, he yeah. really took advantage of Salem's Look injury out. early. <laughs> yeah. He was taking some kick-ins, notably. And I think he did look comfortable, but yeah, wasn't scoring too much in this one. Keep an eye out, though. Could pop a cheeky couple of scores in the weeks to come. I'm nervous about Bowie, does he? Yeah. Just nervous. from the preseason, and then I reckon he was given a pretty good opportunity to score on the weekend. Didn't really take it. Though. He didn't, but you're versing one of the best teams in the competition as well. So wait till he versus some of the weak oppo, and I think you'll get a good score. You'd be surprised, but Melbourne are actually a pretty good team to score against. Like from the weekend as well, when you compare Melbourne. it to the rest Bulldogs. of the. Bulldogs. Oh, sorry, Bulldogs, but yeah. Oh, sorry. I've got the wrong way Yeah, around. no, but, but that's a high-scoring game, but it's yeah, like yeah. a lot of midfield, a lot of midfield mm. back and forth. Like, there wasn't a heap of chip mark in the back line. Yeah, there. Actually, it, no, so. sorry. I've got the wrong way around. Some Bulldogs are mid, mid-table to score against. Melbourne are easy to score against. My yeah. Um, anyway, moving on, though. And last couple of players I want to talk about is probably the young guns for Melbourne. So, Luke Jackson, he scored okay with only six CBAs. I do think he'll get some games where he gets greater usage when they rest Gorn forward, yep. but it's going to be probably few and far between depending I think we've noticed how good Gorn is this preseason they'll so. pick some games for Jackson to yeah, they will, yeah, they will have the weak opposition yeah absolutely yep. that'll happen and you don't um, want to be owning Gorn that weekend but you just have to kind of grit your teeth and yeah and I still like look, look at Jack like 72 with that low usage mm. um, he's, that's he's great for a forward star. spot yeah Tom Sparrow was the one that had – he had six CBAs from 65% time on ground. He's a future gun as well, but not right now. So, you can probably just have him as your stash, but 52 points ain't going to cut it for now. He's probably just going to be another project player for another year. And finally, the one I am have some dabbling interest in is James Jordan, who admittedly I was fairly off in the preseason. I didn't see the spot for him. I thought he could only play that inside role. They've popped him on a wing, and that's where that shift from Brayshaw into defense comes from. They want to get him some run, I think. And as a young player with plenty of potential, I think that's a great decision. So James Jordan, stocks are up for me. I'm keen on him as that. Still that bit of a stash player, but 73 points. I think he can go a lot better than that this year. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Carlton versus Richmond. This is a game that I had a look at. Um, Carlton, super impressive. Um, they genuinely look like a finals candidate after this game, whereas like Richmond, we saw basically them continue on from what they did last year and also continue their kind of fantasy scoring trends from last year as well, which isn't uh, super great to talk about. But we will uh, get to them in a second. I'll talk about some players from Carlton first. So Matthew Kennedy, he had 122 points. And we're talking about like, in the offseason, we were talking about CBA bumps and we thought like there'd be a main three and then Kennedy would be the one that kind of complements be the next in, the fourth midfielder in. He actually had the equal most CBAs on the weekend for Carlton. So, there was three of them that had 22, I think. And then, yeah. So, I've got it actually written here. Kennedy, Cripps, Pitney, Hewitt all had 22. And then Chera had 21 and DeConin came in and seven. So, they didn't really rotate their midfield very much at all. So, like in the preseason, we've seen players like Zach Fisher and stuff rotate through there. Didn't give them any opportunities on the weekend. So, yeah, it was pretty interesting to see that kind of stark contrast and whether that will continue throughout the year where they don't really rotate many players through there. We'll have to wait and see. But 
but um, especially when Walsh comes back as well. But we know Walsh has got the potential to play just on a wing as well, and that'd be a super luxury for Carlton if they could just play him out there. I don't know if they will, but um, yeah, it's going to be interesting because it looks like that midfield group is pretty tight knit at the moment. So yeah, but Kennedy looks like a star. If he has another game like that, I'm two G him next week. Um, Adam Saad, 2G4P, by the way, for the listeners, is too good for the podcast, if you're new to the podcast. Um, too good for the podcast. There's no point talking about them because no one wants to give them up. Everyone owns them. They're not on waiver-wise, so, yeah, we don't talk about them. Uh, Adam Saad's the next guy I want to talk about. He had 101 points. Um, good game with the halfback. Um, Newman's and William, uh, Newman's, Newman and Williams were um, just down and output. So, I reckon just monitor to see what happens. I reckon he could be a goer if someone like Williams does get dropped maybe the next couple of weeks and he steps up because I think Doherty was on the halfback, but he moved up the wing a bit later on as well so um yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what happens there Casey, you look like you're dying oh, you're not touching but like um newman's role looked stinky yeah look like both he's did. like yeah. almost locked down defender kind of yeah. role so Saad looked like the real beneficiary from that really mm. so that was interesting um george hewitt i don't think there's any surprise here he had 91 points um it was just all midfield he's going to average over 80 as a defender is any question do you guys have any doubt that he'll average over 80 happy to 2g for him purely from a yeah. defender point of that view that was my next I, question i just yeah. don't think he's going to be a huge 100 plus nah, like he's just going to be an 80 90 like he has been when he was probably at his best at the swans yeah. but 80 average defender for us oh, generally is 2g4p so yeah. we ready to call that one uh, we want one, to give him a week mm. one more i'm happy to give one more no nah, i mean you're in the role right now i just want to see what it's like with walsh back yeah true all right maybe we just kind of give him another couple of weeks we'll see yeah, just because given how good kennedy's been can they kick him out no or, absolutely or not you would be the one that nah, kind of just yeah it's going to be interesting yeah, yeah, I don't know, lockdown forward or something. Yeah. The last uh, Carlton, uh, Carlton player I want to talk about is Mitch McGovern. Now, he had 54 points playing that interceptor role, but he uh, got injured. I can't actually remember what he did. Was it an ankle? I can't remember. He fell on his back or his hip. Oh, that's what it was, yeah. Um, but yeah, just wanted to see how bad the injury is. Um, he took kick-ins as well. He took four of them, which was the most for Carlton. Just attacked the footy, took a few grabs. So, um, oh, I don't know. Let's just see how bad that injury is because he offers some value really deep uh, in your leagues because he was taken late in a lot of drafts. And I think... I think he could be a, a he handy, looks so good yeah I know like, could so, be a handy so scorer kind of like what we said the other week what were they thinking not trying this earlier he must like, have been yeah. unfit for so many years that like he just looks trim and like, well, well just like at Crows he was a pretty decent forward and mm. with Kerno out and stuff yeah. like that it was just like they wanted to probably just try him there but now True. it's like with Kerno and everyone fully fit they're just like alright we'll just stick it back and see how you go just, and if yeah. your brother can do it so looks can like you looks like a stud yeah anyway let's move on to some Richmond players Marlon Pickett was the top scorer for Richmond with 84 points so he was playing on a wing just hot with possession numbers early just I still wouldn't want to own him or any Richmond players really at the moment there might be one that I'll talk about I shall talk about him now so Jack Ross was the other one and I actually put him back in our um, waiver sorry in our draft so he was my probably 17th best kid in a 16-keeper league. Um, but yeah, he just ran up and down the wing all day and he was probably one of their better players on the night. But he still only scored 76 points and I just don't think, like unless he's getting those bulk CBAs like he was at the end of last season. And even with that, that was with no other midfielders in there. I just can't see any Richmond's like players scoring well. And that was kind of the basis of me putting him back. So yeah, and I, I thought he'd be on the wing as well and that's where he played. So he wasn't getting those CBAs. So yeah, he was just an interesting one. Um Shy Bolton are also interesting. So, like, he looked, like, super hot out there, just, you know, working hard between midfield and forward. Just the fantasy numbers mm-hmm. aren't there. Like, kicked three goals as a mid-forward, had nine CBAs and just still couldn't break the 80 mark. Influential so, from a real footy point of view, but just yeah. not from a fantasy point of view. Yeah, and this, there, were, there were a lot of Tigers down. So, like, Jack Graham only had 64% time on ground, so he looked underdone. Oh, he he would have looked like you were footy training last week. Jack Graham I, was struggling. I was faster than him. 
<laughs> I'm just saying though, you're saying, you know, these guys don't have fantasy ceiling. Like 84 was the top score, but in a different game, they'd be, you know, Shea Bolton and Jack Ross would be, if they're two of the top three scorers, then they're going probably 100 plus in a normal game or 90 What was it last year? Short was the top score and he was Short just about was the, average? Short and 100 I average. I think Hurley were the only ones who went over 100. Yeah. Well, I see potential from Bolton, yeah. to be honest. Just I think he, he he's so, he's just so good. The, the, <laughs> it was a weird game. Like there wasn't a lot of, easy ball like yeah. chip mark kind of stuff yeah. but that was all weekend was, though as well yeah it was more that Bolton was just really flashy up forward as opposed to I don't know I, I don't mind Bolton like but mm. I don't think he's a hundred pluser yeah yeah, I, I, don't de- I don't think he's definitely not, but yeah. Uh, Kaz, your mic is just at your chin when you're talking, so maybe mm-hmm. just lift it up a little bit. Um, this other person is uh, Daniel Rioli. So he was another one that was talked about a lot. Um, so 56 points. Um, mm. Started hot, but then just stopped dead. But the halfback role is real, so that's yeah. something we can actually confirm. Uh, you're an owner in every league, Kaz. <laughs> what do you reckon? Basically every league. Uh, obviously disappointed how the, the score ended up, but he actually was in a lot of the right spots. He just wasn't yeah. used. Like, he was yeah. just there, and there instead of going... Going out to him, they'd go inside or just dump kick it, and like so. I'm actually not worried. He was running to a lot of the right spots, and he was around the ball enough. It just wasn't falling into his lap. And then they just took full possession, and that's when he couldn't score. Like he was yeah. up and about when the Tigs had the ball, but yeah. then when they didn't, he just like fell away completely. Mm. I'm an owner as well, and watched very closely. Mm. The only issue I have is like I remember being a big fan of uh, Egg Molessie Smith back in the oh, day. Were you? Didn't didn't notice. And- he was one of the guys that would get in all those same spots and didn't get used as well. And I, I just wonder what whether <laughs> I wonder whether it's more just the Tigers' game plans always to you know it seems like Shaw yeah. always just goes over their head because yeah. he's such a bit booming. Kid. The other yeah. thing is that in Richmond defence or even Carlton defence, there wasn't a lot of st- st- stop stoppage time or like you know yeah. chip back forward set it up. It was just like in out in out. It mm. was ping pong. So maybe in a bit of a different game st- or you um, know a different game. It would if be somebody okay. drops him, I'm still chips in on Rioli this year. So all right, um, the, I just get through the last two quickly we don't really need much discussion but Noah Bolter he only scored 60 points but he's one I'm still interested in because he just plays a variety of roles um, I always find that when a player has to kind of slot into different roles a lot of the time they don't score as well but if you can lock down one whether it be you know forward back up ruck or in defence he's still a player that interests me I think he just needs to lock down a role and kind of play it but I'm not sure if that'll happen he's a Mr. Fix-It kind of thing for Richmond so. the thing is he's I think the only reason he played um, defence was because they had those late outs I'm pretty sure and that, yeah, so okay. he had to play defence early and yeah. then he switched to forward and was a beast yeah, again he was awesome mm. up forward and then he was awesome up forward in the preseason as well so yeah. hopefully you can maintain that. that that's the role you want him and then pinching in the ruck that's he looks, what you want he looks great in that role yeah, that's yeah. what you want um, Liam Baker is another one I'm just talking about quickly so he had 49 points and he had plenty of midfield time but it just didn't equate to scoring unfortunately so yeah we'll see what happens with um, Baker don't write him off just yet but it didn't look super promising on the weekend alright let's move on to St Kilda versus Collingwood another Dossie game well uh, we could start off with the first man <laughs> La La Lipinski, as predicted, boys, a big 117 for the man. There was actually a little La La Lipinski reference on the traders. They referred to him as Oh, that. So, yes, we'll sticking in some people's minds, that's for sure. <laughs> have to have a listen there. Uh, yeah. 30 disposals, five marks, four tackles, five clearances, and a cheeky snaggeroonie. He is Collingwood's new stat machine. Kays, were you a big fan there? He's the saviour of a keeper team. Mate, I wrote an article about him for <laughs> DT Talk in December before you even <laughs> knew who Patrick Lipinski was. Mate, lyrics were written well and truly before then. Don't I can worry about that. that. that was Look, a long time I want to say, though, there was a little bit of panic at the bounce because he didn't start in the opening CBA. I don't Oof. know if you guys saw that. No, I, was, I didn't Starting since, up since forward, the first half. And then they get the first clearance and it was straight down his throat on the half-forward flank. But... Um, he actually was fourth in centre bounce attendances, so he wasn't one of the higher attendees. So 
in that inside outside role. So 117, I'm not, you know, holding the faith, but I don't want to be too, um, the Dossie curse still could live. So let's just be a bit, keep a lid on it, boys. Because we're in this Lipinski bubble and we're, you know, we're all chips in. I was kind of like, did he actually play that well? Like, I know he got lots of touches, but like, did he play well? Then I saw the coaches' votes come out and he got nine coaches' votes. So I was like, that's what you want. The little, boys have found one. <laughs> a little funny story. This is going to be a long podcast and I apologize. But uh, during that game, I was putting my son to bed and I got a message from you saying, Hef, send me the video file so I can edit it, so I can make a little good <laughs> Twitter edit so I can put it out at halftime or whatever. And so I was like, yeah, right, I'll send it to you. And then we had issues sending the files, whatever. Got it sorted. And then I was thinking, I, was about, I just got my son to bed. It was about halfway through the second quarter. And I was like, all right, sit down and watch the footy. And then I just thought about it and I was like, nah, fuck, we need to do a repost on uh, TikTok. So I went back to my computer did a little edit as well and so I only got to see the so game you from barely watched, you actually barely watched the explosion I put, I put it out how good is Lipinski without it actually watching him yet <laughs> like but yeah, yeah anyway. I think he had 50 plus in the first quarter anyway you'd be stoked if you picked him up in your draft and yeah is he 2G for P now um, not yet he will be he will be he will be okay. with the amount of mid time uh, uh, yeah but we just want to talk about him for a sure, bit yeah, sure, so yeah. we'll leave that's, that's the real reason sure um Jeremy Howe, so would have been would be two G for P if he actually played last year, but he didn't, so didn't play a heap anyway. Looked really good, fantastic mm. intercepting, and again, you know, could have been kept by a fair few coaches, but if you picked him up in a draft, I think you'd be very happy because if we remember, I think it was the weird COVID year maybe, but he was one of the league's mm. best scorers until he went down injured and mm. he looked to be picking up where he left off. Um, scored pretty well in this one. I didn't write his score down for some reason, but I think it was high 80s. So, yep. um, carved up, really keen on him. Josh Dacos didn't score well in this one, 69 fantasy points, but he'll be better than that in most weeks. Really keen on him still. So Yeah, he was one of those ones where you're like, oh, he's on like 80, 90 and you're just like, oh, okay. He still had the touches, just, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if anyone's uh, if anyone's you know not that keen on a sixty nine. You want to throw <laughs> throw it in, not, not that keen on a sixty nine, and uh, you want to chuck a cheeky trade offer out there. Maybe go ahead and do that. We can't talk about uh, Nick Dacos obviously as well because he's two G four P. So yeah, just throw that yeah. out there. He yeah. was no good. Yeah, um, boy, he was good. <laughs> do you guys see my tweet? I reckon that's facts too. By the way, I didn't miss that one. So. If you got him outside your first round in a keeper, startup keeper, you won the draft, in my opinion. Okay. Maybe. Close. You're drafting Sam Walsh at like pick four and he's basically just the next Sam Walsh and you got him. I got him like 30s, 40s, 50s. Like He's fine because he'd be a defender as well. But yeah. Will he be a 100 averaging defender? That's the thing. Like this year, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He probably will be. Yeah. He's tracking he's that generation. way. Yeah, we can't talk about him anymore. Yeah. Yeah. John Noble, 88 points. Um, Maynard out of the side, though. We've got to remember that. And, yeah, I think Jeremy Howe's more likely to continue his scoring than a John Noble. But it was promising signs, 88 points. I don't know if you guys have any interest in him. But I like John Noble. He's just solid. He's yeah, just a genuine he's trooper. A keeper league type that will never be 2G, but... Always on the podcast. He could be if the role was there, but they've just got too many defenders. And yeah, well, they, push him, back there they now, do push him up to the wing from time to time as well. Well, they yeah. did last year. New coach now might not happen as much, but mm. yeah. Interesting, but yeah, I think he's sort of capped at that 75 to 80. Yeah. Uh, Jack Hayes for Saints. So good. Impressive debut. Absolutely. Huge numbers from the Sample, as you know, mm-hmm. from uh, checking out the keeperleaguepod.com.au's uh, Sample numbers. Exclusive to members. Sign Exclu- up. Exclusive link link in description below. Of course, as it, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he came straight in and dominated. And BT wasn't the only one uh, <laughs> confusing him between him and Rowan Marshall because, gee, he has a lot of traits that were very similar. It does look a bit like him too. Marshall, just Hayes, and even Battle, they all kind of look a little bit similar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Confusing. But, Oh, he was good. And yeah, yeah 
wave wire pod, no doubt you'd be touching on him because, yeah, I mean, amazing scenes, great debut. Just are we worried about Ryder at all? I'm not. Yeah, I'm I mean, it's one game, like, one game sample. I remember Luke Bailey. So uh, sorry, I remember um, not Luke Bailey. Well, that's not even a player. Um, Bailey Scott from uh, North Melbourne turning up on debut. I know he's a bit younger, not mature age, but being the same thing, like this kid is going to be a gun and then just like going away. So like, like, yeah. there's just little things like that that worry me. And then Ryder's playing this week apparently and I, and I know they love him. They like think Ryder is like their most important. Because he's, the, he's saying, the best tap Ruckman yeah, probably in the league. They were saying he's the most important player in their side <laughs> earlier this year. That's the only thing the, and a slightest, slightest little thing that worries me. That's mm. all. Long term. Like, yeah, long term Why wouldn't you? Yeah, Jack yeah, Hayes for yeah. sure. That's true. Gun, you got two, yeah. I wonder, uh, anyway, I don't know. I don't know what to think. Let's see more sample size, yeah, but you've got to time. pick him up um, just to see what happens. The big one for me, um, Jade Gresham is the, mm. I'm mo- you know, I know we had that debut, but the one that I'm most excited about here is Jade Gresham. He is a absolute gun, Jade Gresham, and I think he's underrated in the league. And I forgot myself, I've, I've underappreciated him in my ranks well, because I didn't see him coming out from this injury, one of the hardest ones to come back from in mm. in sports, in professional sports. He's picked sports. up where he left off last but year before. We didn't see it in the preseason though either though. No. Like, so we're obviously all thinking like he's obviously not 100% that yeah. he's him back into it. And then it was just bang. So, basically, looking at the CBA splits from the first half to the second half, and I tweeted this out. I have to go pick it up because I didn't write he it. He went bigger in the second half, though, didn't he? Oh, did he yeah, go yeah. bigger in the second half, Hef? Yeah. Well, because so, I only saw the second half, but, like, it was quite the first half, wasn't it? And then, bang. It was exactly that. And yeah, I'll yeah. just pad for a little longer while I bring up the okay, stats cool. here. <laughs> I can probably get the CBAs. i got them up no, on the website. No, so here it is. But, so, the, yeah. fir- the first half versus second half splits for Shade, Shade Gresham. First half, three CBAs. Six disposals, two tackles, 22 AFL fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Second half, 13 CBAs, 18 disposals, six marks, two goals, and 77 AFL fantasy points in the second half. Yeah, big. So, basically, the Saints needed that injection in the guts. They put him in and at the expense of a Seb Ross. So, if you're a Seb Ross owner, I'd be fairly nervous here. Put him in there, in expense there, and they started to make their little comeback as well at, on the back of it. And, boy, Jade Gresham, I've said it multiple times, Dane Zorko light. This guy's a, a superstar of the competition. The guy you want to talk about next also is part of that resurgence. His, I'd love to see his first half, his second half splits too. Who's yeah. that, Darcy? So, uh, Jack Sinclair, he scored 108 and had a pretty similar, mm. um, yeah, sort of split. I, you'd have to maybe check that out for me, the second half versus first half. But actually, maybe I'll write him down. So, eight CBAs in the final quarter for Jack Sinclair. Mm. So, he was also one that barely attended and then was chucked in there for the last quarter. And guess what he got in the last quarter there? 10 disposals, three tackles, 41 of his points came mm. in that last quarter. So, I did see Ratten toy with this at times last year. So, I'm not... Compared to Gresham, I think he's got just such a steady role. Jack Sinclair, just one to watch, but yeah, mm. that's great numbers, isn't it? Um, Max King, though, he's a guy you could probably get on your waiver wire right now, and he's probably one that I'm considering to be not quite the Norton level of key forward that you can reliably field every week, but I think he's going to put up some nice scores like this during the season. 77 points. He's looking like he's taken a step up, and I think he could be a reliable scorer for us this year. I think he averaged 150 as a junior fantasy scorer. From one game because he kicked 10 goals and they got injured. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. So anyway, but he's kind of like getting that to that level where he actually was taking some big contested clunks. And if you can't, if you just can't stop him like they couldn't in this game, he's going to have some big scores, especially if the Saints are more competitive. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm, 
I'd be dabbling in some loophole loophole action with King. Especially. I think he's going to be a gun too. Both yeah. the Kings are going to be guns. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised that he's been, I think he's probably coming into fantasy calculations a bit yeah. earlier. Yeah. Well, because he missed a lot of his first season as well, coming back from injury. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, I want to talk about your boy now, Kay. Yes. So, you, you want me to, you, you want to take it away? Ben Patton, 77 points, looked mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. I think this is just what Ben Patton does. Like, did anyone notice Ben Patton on the weekend? Nope. No, but he just accumulates. Like, And Saints do have the nice little chip around, you know, like when they get, get some chains going with, you know, Hill, Patton, um, Sinclair and stuff like that. He just He's just a good cog. And he's a guy that plays a good role, like defensive role, but can also kind of a bit Blake Hardwicky. I was um, going to say a bit Mason Redmond-y as well. That sort of just fills the gap, but pops mm-hmm. up for a couple of disposals. When yeah. I'm watching um, when I'm watching him play, I'm always, quite often I just forget who he is. Like mm. I'll, I'll have him down one week and I'm like, who's that guy again? And then it's now I just know him as the guy that Kays loves. Mm. That just reminds me of who he is. <laughs> He's just so good. He's I'll, just <laughs> consistent. Like, oh, that's that guy Kays loves, Ben Patton. I'll touch on a few scores, a couple of scores quickly. <laughs> Ryan Burns. That what was, was he doing out there? That was got to be like, love the lad and, and still backing him in fully. That was just the one of the worst games I've seen. And, and look, chin up. He'll be better in the future. Um, I still see him. I still have a lot of faith in Burnsy, but that was a disgraceful game. And I'm sure he may be on the chopping block because it was clanger after clanger. Didn't get his hands on the pill. It was a rough outing for the young fella, but he'll be right. He'll bounce back in the future, but could get... Drop this week. Um, Josh Battle, pretty poor, poor score as well with 51, especially against Collingwood. You'd usually expect people to he score just well. He's playing lockdown. Yeah. Um, I still have faith as well in him bouncing back. I reckon this is 51. He's more like a 70 plus guy for me. So still hold faith in Josh Battle, but two gross scores from two of my favorites. So a bit hard. All right, let's move on. Kays, your beloved Bombers put up an absolute stinker yeah. of a performance. Let's talk I don't think we played it. bad. I just think that the, the Cats are probably premiership favourites. Okay. Um, you know, we just came up against a really good side. Now, nah, okay. look, we were pretty average. But um, one guy who wasn't, Nick Martin, holy baduli, 130 <laughs> points on debut, 27 touches, five snags, came from only 77% time on ground too. So, not too bad at all. And the Rising Star nomination this week. So... Um, yeah, we thought he might have had a bit of a fantasy game, but I don't think we expected the the one thirty debut. As a, 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 I missed this game, one of the rare missed games for me this weekend. But can you just describe what sort of player he is? Because I literally haven't seen him play yet. Uh, Wiry flanker, yeah, really? like it, but a wing, like a, I don't know. He, could he just, he's really smart. Like he yeah. was just running to the best spots. Like the goals that he kicked, it, it was just like he just found space in the yeah, forward fifty, yeah, and just like, yeah, and he just looks very polished. Just. Like he's got good hunger, he's got good polish, and he just he's got that goal sense too. Like he's a I don't know even know who who you compare him to. I don't know. Say, but he he just he looks really good. When you say hunger, would you say thirst? No, he's hungry. <laughs> okay, so I was going to say <laughs> off brand. Yeah, he's uh, hungry. <laughs> look, that's your word. But look, I think people were a bit worried about his job security. But obviously, you know, Carl Langford was out. Um, that I think locks himself into that that spot anyway. Uh, I know Stringer and Snelling have to come back in, but I think guys like Bradenham or Matt Guelphie are was the ones he who was he a nervous. big junior like state league? I, don't, I didn't actually look them up because he was so late to getting into yeah. the list. I haven't actually published them in, at all. Yeah, yep. so I'm not sure. Yeah, but yeah, he, he was really good. Um, forward status and on mature age, so, isn't he? Claremont. Is oh, just a bit. He's not super twenty old. twenty years old. Yeah, yeah. But so yeah. yeah, he was. I think he won a premiership last year or something. Like yeah. That. So look, he looks great. He looks really great. Um, just. 
excited to see him for the rest of the season. Uh, Tommy Cutler had 102. He was the sub and activated early with Kyle Langford out, and he was probably one of the Bombers' best players. Look, he just works super hard, and, and we know he can score well when the role's there. He had some big numbers when he was at Brisbane. Uh, been kind of in and out the side the last couple of years at the Dons. 24 touches and a snag off kind of like halfback flank in the wing. Um, he's teetering on the edge of the best 22. So I, I mentioned on the, the waiver wire pot, I reckon he's a great um, streamer if you know he's playing because if he's got the role, he can score well. Um, basically kind of killed Heppel's scoring too, I think, which I'm a bit worried about. I'll touch on that in a sec. Mason Redman, 85. Hey, um, yeah, just a genuine prime mover from defense in this game. Had 20 touches, eight marks, and the big one for me, he took five kick-ins. So he's building those numbers up. Ridders took five himself. So um, I think they've giving a lot more responsibility responsibility to Redmond. Um, and we've been talking about him for a while. We're all kind of big fans. But he's just a guy who goes under the radar. Um, you know, he picks up touches, marks. He's that good size. And just as a guy that never lets you down. Like, he's always always seems to be good for that 70, 80. Is he a sneaky late-season chance to be 2G for P? Uh, you have to you average think, 80. has to average yeah, yeah, 80. Yeah, but do you reckon Possibly. With, the, with the kick-ins now, a bit mature, like... Yeah, I've been, but the thing is, I've been expecting it for years now, like probably two years. I've I don't think like he's, he's got a major this year. He doesn't have a massive ceiling, yeah. but he's just he's building a yeah. really nice floor for your D four, D five, which I love. Uh, Heffy, your boy Archie Perkins, Woo-hoo. he had seventy points. He started on fire, uh, had fifteen touches and fifty four points at halftime, and then just uh, dropped off. But look, nothing too worrying for me. Second year player, first game of yeah. the season. Like when he was up and about. He looked really good. And, the thing um, is, he moved in the midfield more in the second half, didn't mm-hmm. he? And didn't score as well in the midfield. Because he was getting a lot of plus sixes up forward. Yeah. And then just wasn't kind of scoring as well in the guts. He, so. he looks like a really good weapon as a half-forward flanker yeah. at the moment. Like, he probably doesn't have that pure midfield game which the Bombers need. And I, But I think he's he's going to be a good scorer as like a yeah. good half-forward flanker. So. Yeah, because he pushes up to the contest where he can kind of be that... Can be like kind of a connector as well. Like, he'll take the mark on the yeah. half-forward or on the, on the wing and kind of deli- be that next delivery in. So. Yeah. Look, as a forward status player this year, I think he's going to be a great little get for, for people who do have him. Uh, Two-meter Peter had 59 points. He had a bit of a mare. I reckon he got touched up by Sam DeConing at times. He just, uh, yeah, looked off sorts. Sam DeConing got injured real early, didn't he? he? No, he got injured early on so like yeah, he was yeah. getting oh, beaten so, by yeah. the conning yeah, early yeah, yeah. I get what you mean. Um, and he only had two goals and eight touches um, the good thing I think if you're an owner he couldn't have too much of a worse game than he did I mean he still got 59 so I think that's kind of a positive because I think he's going to have some big games where he'll kick five and six goals um, especially when guys like Stringer come back in and, and help take some heat off uh, Dyson Heppel is a obviously 2G4P but I'm bringing him back because I'm very concerned wow 55 points from Hep. 15 touches, only the one kick in. We've seen that, you know, Andy McGrath and uh, Zach Merritt are rolling back through that back line at times. You know, Redmond was really good. Hind had a great game. Uh, Tommy Cutler was really good. <laughs> Tommy Cutler nearly doubled old head. Yeah. So, well, like, what's going on there? They've I'm, been pushing up to the wing, haven't they? Oh, yeah. but I, Yes, but you've still got Cox and you've had uh, well, it was more Cutler. But, yeah, yeah, on the weekend, I'm not... I'm worried, but I'll be monitoring this situation very heavily because yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure what what's his role back there because all those other guys played really well and scored. Is it is it the McGrath merit, you know, taking that free yeah. running free, you know? I didn't watch all of this game, admittedly, but yeah, preseason it looked like he was on the wing and he just wasn't in. So you know, what you're saying, up. it could be a Gussie Brace or the old Gussie yeah, Brace like before perhaps, he got yeah, the just He's not in a role that he's kind of wing. used to playing. He's not in a cushy mm-hmm. fantasy role. He's just kind uh, of floating yeah. in between. I think I one, one game sample. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll just monitor because a lot of defenders have 
seen something. A lot of defenders had bad <laughs> games on the weekend, so we shouldn't read maybe too much into it. Uh, Heffy messaged the group and said, is Jai Caldwell 2G4P? Oh, no, Why? sorry. You didn't have him in your dock. That's all I meant. Like, so, uh, yeah, so I was, one, I was like, he's obviously 2G4P. We're not talking about uh, him. No, no. That's I, all I meant. I'm not convinced just yet because if you look at the splits, uh, I'll compare Dil Shu had 72 points in the first half yeah. and only 11 in the second half and not as big a differential, but Caldwell had a quite a first half with 44, yeah, yeah. then had some more time in that CBA as yeah, midfield and 59. 2G4P. I was just kind of, yeah, you didn't have him on there when I looked at it and I was a bit well, worried. I was, I was, I was just I'm flittering and I think that those two guys are probably going to steal points off each other because I think that truck almost has them yin and yang in a way like and I guess Shield um, in that first half was really doing a lot of damage um, in there so they probably don't want to have Caldwell instead do they well yeah. actually she was not That's too bad because they were getting spanked yeah, she was it. not too she didn't play too bad I don't know we had a bad game so we'll just pump the brakes on the Dons for a week but a guy who had a huge game was oh, Big Tomahawk nothing is worse when your opponent has someone like this yeah, and he's just fucking kicked five in the first half he had beast mode <laughs> activated uh, four goals 17 touches look it's what he can do um, Essendon don't have the strongest set of key defenders so um, yeah if you're talking about guys who you didn't want to stream when they're playing a weak side, Tommy Hawkins looks hungry. Tyson Stengel had 100 points, and it was a very nice return from him to the AFL. Uh, seven times he hit the scoreboard, Hef, for three or four goals, three. Oh, seven uh, times. 20 touches as well. Look, he's always had plenty of talent, but he looked really fit, um, you know, stripped down. Last year, I looked back at his SNFL numbers. He averaged 71 from 19 games, um, which is not too bad for a small forward. Also picked up five tons and only had the five games under 60. So if he can bring that kind of scoring prowess to the AFL, um, that would be very handy as maybe an F5 in some sides. We won't see 100 each week, of course not, but um, he's more one that you could probably bring in, especially if the Cats are going to feast on a, on a weaker outfit. A guy who seriously impressed me, though, was Brandon Parfitt. He had 93 points, and he was everywhere. It was actually one of the best games I've ever seen him play. 32 touches and 11 clearances. They really gave him the keys to the midfield. Um, and if they give him that license for the rest of the season, it's going to be very, very good for his fantasy scoring. But Mitch Duncan's probably the only one who's to come back into that side. So um, he could finally have arrived as a player. It feels like he's just been... Almost there, almost there. But, um, yeah, he looked very polished on the weekend. 85% of the CBAs for yeah. Geelong. And he's listed as a forward and ultimate footy, isn't he? So handy. That's 2G4P so territory. Handy. So handy. Uh, 80, a couple of- 82% tog is mm. big for him. Yeah, yeah he's actually, always been, yeah, low. been low. Yeah. I was checking that. I'm like, surely he was low tog still. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Mm, it's good. It's very good. Uh, a couple other ones. Brad Close didn't wear the sleeves on the weekend, which was odd. Uh, he two goals too. Got up the ground nicely. Forward status, so just keep monitoring him. A bit of a warning. Shawnee Higgins, he had 71 points, but I thought he was pretty crap. Um, <laughs> he did some really bad things. And looking at that that side, you know, they've got Mitch Duncan to come in, potentially like someone like Grind Myers. I think Sean Higgins potentially finds his way out of that side first before um, someone like Brad Close or the next guy, our boy, the Keeper League's own Max Holmes. Uh, 70 points. He got himself into some very good spots. Uh, played mainly on the wing, but also got eight CBAs, which is very, very promising considering how strong the, the Geelong midfield was. Um, I think he's going to be very, very good. Um, two goals, 16 touches, three clearances. Will he have too many more bigger games? I'm not too sure this season, but... He's someone you want to invest in this year because if you don't next get him year. now, yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be his breakout Grab year next year. Grab him now, though. Or later this season if things fall his way, but yeah. yeah. Um, a couple others to touch on quickly. Zach Guthrie, 69 points. Uh, the halfback flank roll is real. His disposal let himself down at times, but it was a bit of a messy game. Um, 
in a round where there were lots of poor scores from defenders. I reckon there's definitely scope for improvement there. He looks big. He looks ready. Even the David King commented on how big he looked, I think it was. Ooh. So uh, that's great. And Girthy. Jeremy Cameron uh, got injured. I'm not really sure what happened, like some internal stuff, but he was uh, 33 points from only 17% time on ground. He looked back to his best kind of what we saw yeah, when fine. he was at GWS. He looked really good. So um, He might play this week, though, saying. Oh, chance, yeah. Chance. I, if, he could go big again. Like yeah. he, was, he was on track for a big score. Was David King saying that he was Zach Gerthry? Uh, uh. Next game, uh. GWS versus <laughs> Sydney. Uh, Tom Green, 133 points. He's 2G4P. Health oh, press calling the already? No, nah, I've got to give him one more. No, surely. you don't have to give him one more. Don't he we? is elite. What if he gets like sixty this week? He's still too good for the pod. No one is. No one is selling Tom Green stock all right. at all. All right, two GM. Okay. Uh, Matty Flynn had eighty-eight points. Um, showed some glimpses of kind of what he did last year when Proust was injured. He had seventeen touches and thirty hitouts, which is a pretty solid day for for Flynn. He's not the most mobile guy, but he does try his best. Interesting is what happens when Proust comes back. Do you reckon they play two rucks or because they've got Himmelberg and I think McCarty, they, do. they yeah. um, don't? I, I don't know. I think they do. I think they, because I don't think you can drop Flynn. Although Flynn had a bit of a shocking, shocking start. He got a bit better. He got better as a game it's on. serviceable. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't, I just don't know if you can drop him. Like, so, and I think they want to play Proust. So I reckon they just, I reckon they do just probably the two. I'm worried if they do play two because I, yeah. I don't think they can kind of carry two, but I could very well be wrong. Do they drop like a Riccardi or something like that? Riccardi was pretty good. Yeah, okay. And yeah. Himmelberg was good. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I don't know who they yeah. bring out the side for that. Um, just a couple others. Yeah, they were all the big guys scored for the GWS. But Connor Iden, he had 57 points. And there's just something about him that catches my eye. Kind of a bit of an eye test passer, if you will. He had 10 touches and they were all kicks, which is good. Uh, he's got good size, good speed. So just one to, to monitor. The big one for me, and as an owner, I'm seriously concerned, was Lockie Ash had 37 points. The huge concern is was that I hardly saw him on the screen. <laughs> Secondly, it's like he didn't have a role. You yeah. know, we've seen him tag towards the end of last year and go, look, I can cop the score because he's tagging. He wasn't doing that and he wasn't loose across halfback. He like was at he's every wing well. attendance because he was on Dylan Stevens for a lot of the games. But I was watching was him no, but He was nowhere yeah. near the ball. Absolutely nowhere near the ball. Eight touches. So, uh, Leon might be ruining his career right Could in front of Could that be the nature of the game? Because I saw like Dylan Stevens, we were probably pretty big on this preseason. Oh, at least. Yeah. yeah. And he had a quiet one too. Could First it just half, have been he was that? good. But now what I noticed, this is what something I want to ask Kays about this game. First mm. half, I noticed Dylan Stevens was basically on the wing at every uh, every bounce. Second half, Mills moved out there and Stevens was nowhere to be seen. Uh, so what happened there? There's honestly too many yeah. mouths to feed at Sydney, which is my That's next a, point. Yeah. Like I reckon apart from Haney, Parker and probably Mills, all these guys are going to fluctuate week to week because they just can't, you know, yeah. keep... Everyone can't score. Everyone can't score well at the same time like you know I'm going to talk about Robot and Florent Gould and you know even Blakey Josh Kennedy you know Warner we're not even going to touch on Stevens or Campbell or Lloyd you know like there's so many fantasy friendly guys who just they can't all put up good scores each week or it could I don't know last year end of last year when they were flying we saw them all do that like it could be a, a not like not like Robottom going big, Florent going big, all those kind of guys as well. I, I reckon there was a couple of games last year where they just dominated possession, and it was almost like the dogs out. Do you know there. the one guy you saw go down was JPK on that hunt? Talk about line, him so. right at the end okay. because it yeah. might be curtains. I just wanted to yeah. quickly for G Dubs, mm. Callan Ward. I thought was going to play half back, and he was in the guts again. Yeah, and, I'm like, and I'm like, Leon. So if you drafted him, you know, yeah. for positional status, <laughs> didn't affect Tom Green. He's though. bevoed everyone. 
No, but it, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I, I just think they affected your boy, um, yeah. Tan Tan Brune, <laughs> yeah. stuck in the sub vest, man. I know. Yeah. Bad. Anyway, Jimmy <laughs> Robot of 99 points. Uh, it's been a long time coming, but I reckon he's finally made it. It could be Robottom season. Uh, he was the workhorse in the center square. 18 touches, 10 tackles, 23 CBAs, which is absolutely huge for him. Uh, really brought that physical presence in the in the center bounces. Will he be a 100-plus player? No. I think he's going to be that 90-ish, you know, a Ben Cunnington-style kind of scorer. He was instrumental for the Swans on the weekend and basically – well, I'll talk about him now. Josh Kennedy didn't have a centre bounce all day. Yeah. They tried um, him on half back, didn't they? Yeah. It didn't work. And it's just not working. He, he, yes, he's got, he's got good disposal and stuff like that, but he's just not that half back flanker. Only had 12 touches, had two kick-ins. You know, like they've got Robottom, Florent, add in Chad Warner next week. Are they going to try and carry him it's or hard. are we going to get like a Nate Jones fade into oh, you know you reckon like obscurity some, some knee full slash VFL now are they going to try and carry him I hope they might, he might good send that. him off on a flag I don't know I but think what I think what's probably going to like they're just going to put him back in the midfield and someone else is going to suffer because mm. they can probably put someone like Robottom or Florent back on a wing type thing Florent was amazing he yeah, had 96 points and we've given him a lot of stick on this podcast over well, he the played, years he's playing a different role though like, yeah but this is the best game he's ever played um, 17 CBAs 20 touches 3 goals he could be one who who works with Heaney or um, yeah. Warner and swapping forward. Um, a couple of his goals are really good. And I don't know. I think the CBA numbers have to suggest that he's going to be in there for the most of the year. He was explosive. He was great. It's a city he's so a tease. He's always a T. I feel like he's more class. Yeah. I feel like he's that classy player than, and like you said, 100%. he looks great. Just remember last year when McInerney yeah. had like bulk CBAs and the next week Tom Papley had big CBAs. This is like, like just Sydney, Sydney, Sydney is honestly, <laughs> yeah. it's a nightmare. So weird. But Errol Goulden, you could almost 2G for P him because he didn't have that much of an no one's influence. Yeah. yeah. But he still had 85, 85 points. Talking um, about 2G4P, let's, let's hear about Nick Blakey. 81 points. <laughs> the Lizard was very good. I will say that. Uh, 22 touches, six kick-ins, which is the big one. Boom. The big Lloyd question is, Heffy, yeah, uh, there was no Lloyd there. Yeah, so what happens next week? Um, he's definitely best 22 because he provided such a good you? run and drive. Braden Campbell will be going out that side um, quite easily. And I think Gus Sheldrick will be the other one. Yeah, Sheldrick. I didn't right. know because, yeah, I saw this and I saw bits and pieces of this game. I didn't know it was six kick-ins. That's probably worrying like for a... You know, yeah. he's, he's got eight, he's just scraped the eighty, and he's had. But we did six see Sydney do. We, we did see him share at the kickings around, and plus, like it's Blakey though. Like I think still think that's good for him. Like seventy is good for him. I'll take that from Blakey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. long term as well. Yeah, yeah. Look, looked very good. We'll, we'll yeah. know more about his scoring next week with yeah. Lloyd back in. He's yeah. not going to get dropped though. He's not at that. He's <laughs> he's no he's yeah. really a good player. He's now. too useful for him. Yeah. F. Yeah. So, no, sorry. It's on to me, is it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, sorry. I didn't realise you were finished. We well, had JPK at the bottom, but I forgot we already you already talked, you about, talked him. about him. Yeah. Anyway, uh, look, let's get the jokes out of the way about all the poor players I'm going to talk about. You got any you want to get off your chest now? Um, no? Cool. How many are there? Let's scroll down. <laughs> yeah. Scrolling down. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, oh, stop it. Anyway, Zach Bailey's the first player I'm going to talk about for Brisbane. Um, nine out points. So, he had a nice split between midfield and forward. Um, 11 CBAs, kicked goal. Should have had another goal as well. Um, he'll be 2G4P very, very soon. Give him one more week just to, for good measure but yeah there's no real point he's going to be 2G um, Mark Adams just popped up 93 points just a one off score I think just no Dixon and Port's forward entries were very bomb on head um, so he just let him just chop a few off yeah, like I've saw pa- bits and pieces of a lot of games this week when I looked at he was like he was everywhere yeah. <laughs> no, but he was like I saw him do some real bad things I was just I must taking grab just, like, just saying, yeah. Away. yeah it was a slippery game as well so yeah. you know but yeah and that definitely wasn't on the back of like his exquisite disposal or anything like that it was just <laughs> 
just taking yeah. taking plucks back there. Um, Joe Danaher, he was the star of the show. He kicked four goals and basically won mm-hmm. the game off his own boot. Aaliyah was super injured, like really proper. He's actually now out for Cindy's most Cindy's most, so probably out for months. Um, but yeah, kicked four goals and only had eighty five points. So that's the kind of concern there. But you'd take that from Joe Danaher every day of the week. That's for sure. Jared Berry had uh, eighty three points, just on a wing mainly. Only had the four CBAs. Then got kind of had a knock, I think, to the shoulder in, uh, in the third quarter. Returned, so he probably should have scored more than the eighty three. So I think he, started, probably, he started real hot too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. So he, he he's done that all preseason as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think the knock in quarter three slowed him in third quarter slowed him down. Okay. So yeah, I'll see how it goes from there. Um, I'll just talk quickly about the Darcy Fort Oscar McInerney ruck combo. So um, seventy two and eighty one points respectively. Um, McInerney was a number one ruck and then Darcy Fort was more forward but they were both good in either role so Fort still had 21 hit outs so he's actually performed pretty well in the ruck and I just think the combo might work nicely together because neither of them are superstars so I think they've just got to play both of them and I think they do kind of will work in the same team because we saw him play Fullerton like all last year as well and I think they do want to play that second ruck so I think Fort's going to be a better version of that so he's going to be okay um, yeah just a handy one to ha- handcuff to have I think in your side those two um, don't expect huge things but they'll score okay Yep, and if one misses, then the other yeah, could the other go, go big. pop. Yeah. Especially if Fort's been yeah pretty solid numbers yeah, in the in the sure. seconds. Yeah. And just want to touch on Cam Rayner. So he only scored fifty one, but also only had sixty eight percent time on ground. So he was good early, and I think he just tired a bit as the game went on. So I just expect him to lift those a little bit, not huge. But I, I thought think he looked really good actually. Yeah, so the shaved head, he looks real like yeah. Look, he mean. just like he just yeah. I don't know. I, I still I'm still so on the fence whether he's going to be a fantasy mm. like a gun eventually. I don't think he's going to be a gun. I he think he's just, just going to be handy forward. He just really like actually impressed me with um, how he kind of got into space and stuff. So yeah. I thought he was pretty good. Give him time. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Uh, move on to some port players now. So Darcy Byrne-Jones, he had 100 points and he's turned up all preseason I think as well. So just continued on in this game. So I think he's back to his best from when he was nominated for all of Australian a few years ago. So um, yeah, just monitor that one but I think he's kind of back to scoring pretty well. Um, Zach Butters, do we 2G4P yeah. Uh, yeah cool. don't even talk yeah. about it um, yeah just basically full time midfielder now scoring well um, Riley Bonner uh, 73 points so he was used a lot off half back he had 7 kick-ins which was the most for Port and he probably will absorb McKenzie's few kick-ins did as well did you see Big Cannon might be right for round 2 Oh, really? Yeah, it's hyper, hyper extension, outside chance <laughs> okay, for round two. Here I am just like, he is going to miss the rest of the season with an ACL. Yeah, I thought <laughs> okay. I'd let you know. So, yeah, um, yeah <laughs> Maybe good, not. great news for the cannon. <laughs> yeah, so. good news for the cannon. Not good for Bonner's extra kick-ins he might be getting. But, Come on, uh, mate. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm obviously, I want You're him sick. back. Yeah. Well, no, I need and him back. your team. So <laughs> a poor supporter. I want him back in. I'm just saying, it's just not good for his kick-ins. Um, right. Yeah, so he was a one, the one that was on the verge of my keepers and last-minute choice to really keep him after a good Amy series um, performance and yeah, I'm happy I did now because I think he's going to be used a lot this year. So I think he's going to be a good performer. And the other one, Sam Pal Pepper. So he only had the four CBAs, but he was just good around the ground. Um, kicked one goal, kicked it behind as well. Probably should add a couple. Really gross kick to handball ratio though. Seven kicks, 11 That's handballs. Standard so, peps, yeah. Though. But I think um, if Robbie Gray's a bit proper, he's going to just walk into kind of his roll up forward, I think. And, I thought yeah. I was actually quite impressed with Pal Pepper. Yeah, no, he's yeah. fine. So no, I was happy with the score as well. That uh, I think it was, in the, I didn't have it written down, but I think it was high 70s. 71 or 71, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And just Lockie Jones. Jones didn't score so well either, but yeah. when he puts everything together, all parts of yeah. his game, like he can take a contested mark, he's actually super quick. He's, and he's 90 kilos. He's 
he's so like, fast. Got like a keg on yeah. legs. And yeah. So he's going to be like just a monster tackler as well. Oh, like yeah. he's, when he puts everything together in like three, well, you know, two or three years time, I reckon he's just going to be really. I don't know if the fantasy. I think the fantasy scores will definitely improve, but like he should be a running back in the NFL or something. He's just a monster. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think the fantasy scores will come. Yeah. yeah just at so. the moment, like yeah. you said, there's a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah. But he's just going to put everything together as a second year player. He plays the rest of this season. Looks. Yeah. He looks so comfortable out there. It looks like he's been playing for you know five six years already. But yeah, that's all the poor players I'm going to talk about tonight. So I'm going to keep it short, Ooh, sharp, and wow. shiny. Record, yes, guys. It is a record. No Jackson Mead. No. No. <laughs> no. Didn't, um, score, didn't score well enough. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's go. That's all, all, yeah. all i got in my head right uh, now. Hawks v North Melbourne. Now, I think we should probably all take these uh, scores with a grain of salt because I don't think either of these teams are going to be much chopped to the, uh, for the rest of the season. So, a bit of a score fest. Um, LDU, is he still floating around our podcast? Oh, Because he's 2G for P. He's turned into a... He only averaged 81 yeah, last year. we got to give him more time. He's just... He's... Um, 80 score was, was huge yeah. and yeah. on the weekend he was just like from I'm the start. happy to do it but I think we just need a bigger sum. I'm happy to go one more but I think he's taking the if, step. Yeah, if he goes again I'm, I'm happy to do it. Didn't too. we all say like he's only going to average 90 this year? Oh, I'm changed. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to change. I'm I didn't changed. see the game but yeah. he Well, he was outstanding obviously yeah. like I think he was on track for 200 for most of the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's cooled down a bit but yeah. He's a, I remember a mate of mine took him pretty early in our Keeper League startup and I was like, gee, that's like, I, I you know, I have some LDU stocks, that's for sure, but took him pretty early and we were just like, geez, did he just win the draft? Like, <laughs> getting him, yeah, looked yeah, amazing. He's a new player. Anyway, monitor him because he's, he's looking fantastic. Uh, Lukey McDonald, 109 points from him. Now, he was outstanding and I don't just mean from a fantasy point of view, six intercept marks, um, you know, shut down Gunston at times when he was on fire, just read the ball beautifully across half back. Yes, Hall's got that slutty rollback there, but McDonald is legit and he's actually more important to the, the ruse going forward. Um, had three kick-ins too. I think you'll get that back status incoming because there was a bit of a worry that, you know, Hall, Zebel and McDonald won't play back there, but yes, they are. Um, it might even end, spell the end for Zebel as a defender because he's not got that fantasy-friendly role and he's not a great defender either. So no, I was um, um I was on a miniature railway train, steam train down at Semaphore with my son on listening to this game on the radio with my headphones in. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard Zebel was playing a fullback at some stage. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was yeah. getting touched up by like Jack Gunston was out marking him and it was just, it was not good. So yeah, I, yeah I, like you said, it's kind of like, where do you kind of where, play where him? Do you but him? He's, he's just a big body to kind of crunch into packs and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where they're still going to play him. But yeah, Luke McDonald has some freedom to intercept and be that third kind of flying, mm. flying uh, defender. He, played, look, he looked awesome because I saw quite fantastic. a bit of his name. Yeah. Played fantastic. Uh, Tom Power had 86 and kind of crazy to think he wasn't best 22 before Polek pulled out. Um, went about his business quite nicely. Really unassuming kind of player at times. Yes, his disposal needs some improvement as well, but he wins a lot of contested footy and he's going to only improve. So, centre forward status with him. What was his role in Genuine this Genuine gift. He didn't uh, go on the wing for like, Zeeb. Uh, wingy. Yeah, they kind of left him out on yeah. the outside. Okay, and that's interesting. He worked, he worked well. Like he's, He just seemed to you know find it without doing anything too crazy. Yeah. Um, so, just nicely accumulated. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, I, I'm liking the look of him. I think he'll need another proper year in the system to, to develop. We know he's had some big scores, but... Um, yeah, they're building a good nucleus of young mids in there. He's going to be a soup, yeah, a gun scorer when he gets his chance. Yeah, but outside the best twenty-two, like you said, mm. pretty surprising. And Polek sounds right to go by next week, I reckon. Too, I don't so. think he goes out though. I think there'll be someone else who will mm. miss. I don't know who, but one guy who will not be missing for quite some time. It's Jason Horn Francis. Had sixty-one points. Now I'm. 
definitely called off a bit on his output this season from a fantasy point of view, I think. And I was definitely Team Jason in, uh, you know, Team Jason v Team Nick. But uh, obviously, Dacos is well, well and truly made me look silly there. But look, I've no doubt that Horn Francis will be a, an absolute star fantasy and real footy wise. But the way that he plays, he'll need a bit more time in the system to to find his his way. He's a real ferocious competitor. Like he's really up in everyone's grill and just loves the contested footy. Like just wants to take hangers and you know he just yeah. wants to have that contact. He actually looks like a mini danger field. Like socks pulled up, struts around like that. <laughs> Bullocking can run and jump. He's so good to watch, and he will easily kick five goals, I think, at some stage this year, and and um, you know, make someone look silly. He'll get forward status because you know he played a fair bit up there. They did throw him. They did, him they, they did throw him in the centre bounces at times too. I don't know if sixty ones his go, but I reckon he can be around a seventy-ish average this year. He wins. He wins some games for for North Melbourne, but yeah. he's not that. Um, real accumulator like a Nick Dacos There's going to be a year in year two or three where he's going to have that forward status still and going to explode. Yeah, that's what like you want. Top that, six the the transition year, we call it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, On to the Hawks. Dylan Moore had 111. Man, I genuinely love Dylan Moore, but it breaks my heart. I traded him out uh, for some Josh Dacos action in our home league, Hef, and it just annoys me because he never seems to play a bad game. Don't worry, mate. He's playing North Melbourne. So. Yeah, I know. Which is obviously a peak. Um, yeah. 19 touches, 10 marks is the big one, six tackles. Look, it's not a new ceiling. Um, his floor is just fantastic. And that's what I love about Dylan Moore. Yes, the kangaroos are pus. He just works so hard. So, Mate, I'm on board for a, a rare small forward that I like. Yeah. I'm on board. He's like a he's a 70 to 80 average forward easily because he just, he just tries so hard each time. So... I love him so much and I love watching him play. Jack Gunston had 99 points. Now, I was very bullish on him in the the team preview podcast. I said, if he's fit, he could be the draft sleeper of the year. Three goals, four. That's seven times he's hit the scoreboard, Hef. That's a lot of times. Uh, He looked back to his best and yes, it was against the Ruse, but he passed the eye test, uh, looked fit, looked, you know, mobile, 18 touches. And honestly, if he could have kicked straight, he could have had 120 plus quite simply. So, um, Jack Gunston's in for a good year. He just looks ready to go again, and it's good. Uh, James Sicily, 96 points. I think it's back to normal programming there, 2 g for p Yes. Yeah, let's do it. He was 2 g Like, he shouldn't have ever come back. It's just that he was out just injured for a year. Yes, yeah. So, he's, he's definitely back. Uh, Mitch Lewis had 94 points. He had a massive first half. I like him as a footballer, but look, with uh, Ben McKay injured early, he was basically standing like Jack Zebel or Aiden Kaur, so it was just like yeah, men versus no one. Yeah. Um, definitely impressive. He's one who could somehow find some relevance a bit later on. He's 23. He'll be hitting his prime soon, but you need the Hawks to kind of improve a bit. And just touching on some other guys, Harry Morrison had 89 points. He was playing across half back, listed as a forward. They are things that we love to hear. Um, look, bit of a role of old for Harry. Um, will it continue though? Not too sure. We did see him on the wing in the preseason and they've got Day Impey to come back into that best 22 side. But good start from a guy with forward status. Tommy Phillips at 86 points and was shocked to see that he was the sub in this game. I think I did call. He might be on the outer. I'm not sure what's happening there. I don't think it will season. happen again because it's, it could have been... played well when he came in. Yeah, it could have yeah. been the workout call he needed. 17 touches and five tackles, which is very good for him. We know he was an eight, a 90 average uh, score at the Pies and if he gets a regular... Game at the Hawks. There's no reason he can't be that. So I'd take the punt on him now if he was like available in a waiver or you know someone gave you a real. If you 
threw out a real sneaky trade. I think I think he can be that player. I know it was the ruse, yes, but um, if he's best 22, I think he can score. And lastly, John Newcomb had 79 points. Just love the way that he goes about it, has a genuine crack. I think he's one of Sam Mitchell's favourites. Um, 10 CBAs and put some of his more experienced teammates to shame. And I'm looking at James Warple in particular. I think um, the big oh, thing God. for me with Newcomb, because we know he can tackle and you know probably disposals aren't quite there in terms of volume yet, but that'll come. Um, especially with pretty low usage, but he's he took some clunks mm. in this game when he went forward and um, and just around the ground. I think he took like there was a number of marks that he took, and I was like, oh, this guy can actually take a mark. Like that was one thing where I was wondering because I knew he could tackle, but can he get a clunk? He took yeah. a big contested clunk up forward. And I'm like, yeah, he looks the goods, yeah. like for real. Just on you mentioned James Warpole, so let's talk about a B2P candidate, not necessarily B2P. Just back yet. to the podcast for yes. the new ones. Yes, that's right. was he playing forward? I heard. Uh, he was playing up for had some CBAs and stuff. He just was rat crap. Really. Yeah, I just heard on somewhere that he was just playing up forward for a lot of this game. So I'm just interested if he. I'm hoping if that's true, he gets DPP and then uh, goes back into the midfield. But we'll have to, that's pretty that's wishful 34 thinking. Thirty-four point scorer up forward. How did? Uh, well, no, I was saying if he goes back into the midfield after that. Um, how did Connor Nash look as well? And what, uh, what was his role? I uh, like Nash and McGuinness and that kind of played a bit of everywhere. Okay. Um, there's a lot of guys on the periphery, even like your Ward and your McDonald. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think there's a lot of similar kind of level players who are just going to fill spots this year to kind of see where they're at. So Nash was good at times. Um, you know, McGinnis kicked the goal late. They were good. They were, they were solid enough. But yeah. once again, it's the ruse. And yeah, yeah I think there's a few yourself. few other people who, who are putting their hand up before those guys. All right, let's move on to Crows versus Fremantle and Josh Rochelle. C2G for P? Goodness. Five goals on debut. I don't think we can expect this every week, guys. But I was happy to be versing him in my keeper league. I had him. I I drafted him my first round pick this year. In a couple leagues, actually. In the podcasters league, too. And I was very... Very happy with it. <laughs> I don't, he's not going to do this every week. And he's going to have some very lean games as well, just given his role as like a small forward. Um, but he is electric. He's got footy smarts. And there's every... Like Crows talk about him. He's like a coach's dream, essentially. And he's he unreal, man. he will move into the midfield one day as well. Like he'll what be, pick do did he go? Well. He, was, he, was, he was high. Eight or something like that. It was Crows first pick, that, wasn't it? So. It's like, so it was like a steal at eight. Like, yeah. I don't know. He looks like a... A game winner. I like, was- I mean, he nearly he he should have won them this game. I think he was actually on the bench at the end of the game, which was like, do the Crows want to win? Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. they're trying to get that pick. Uh, maybe early, like- gassed, I don't know, but yeah, yeah. he's going to be future premium forward in mm, fantasy. I think six. So. Yeah. Close. Um, Lockie Scholl had 89 points in three quarters. So, he was on the wing. So, just monitor this because they I don't think they really played Jordan Dawson on the wing that much. They put him behind the footy. And in the first half, they had Dawson kind of starting every now and then on a half-forward flank, which was super – I guess he's done it before. But it just wasn't, you know, where we've seen Dawson play his best footy. Coming so back from a car. Maybe that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Lockie Scholl came in for the Moose. Um, who did a hamstring early in the second quarter. And was he not leading all scorers? He at was. That time? He was the, the ground, so moose, we Andrew McPherson. We might have gone a year earlier there, does he? But uh, <laughs> now he's done the hammy, so it doesn't really matter as much as well. It might take a while for him to get back. But yeah, Lockie Shoal came in into the game and he was really good on the wing. So it was kind of like the Lockie Shoal we kind of expected two years ago for him to kind of go into. Mm. So just monitor that. The disposal isn't 
like I think that's what disposable what keeps him out of the side and it wasn't that much better. Like it was a little bit better than what we've seen before, but just monitor this one because he's pretty fantasy friendly if he plays. Um, Jimmy Rowe had 87 points. It's a good game, but I'm just not interested in him with his role. So just kind of don't get fooled by that one. Now, Harry Schomburg had 74 points, but guys, he just doesn't score as well as the hype he gets. So he had 78% time on ground, but the, I think the next, the biggest for the Crows was like 82 or 83 or something like that. So he's basically up there. The disposal efficiency is what worries me the most with him. So you can't... He's usually a very good disposer of the football. He's around the 60% mark usually, isn't he? No, nah, it's more than times I've, times I've watched. I don't know about that. I'll go back and have a look at last year's stats. But um, like... And in the preseason, the same. He was just butchering every kick in the in the preseason game as well. It was just like... You can't have that many bad kicks in in a midfield and expect to win football games if you're the Crows. Because if you look at Crouch, he's not the greatest disposal. Ben Keyes was absolutely butchering it as well. But got so many fantasy scores. (laughs) So many fantasy points. I just don't know how this midfield is meant to function with all these guys in there. That's all. They got no one else to play in there. No, no. But but it's more so long term. Like as soon as they start, there's some of the good young kids coming through. That's what worries me for Schomburg. And like all those mids actually, really. Not worried. All the good, all the good fantasy players like Took Miller have off first rounds, okay. and then they come home hot. Okay, all right. We'll have to wait and see. He's definitely getting the opportunity, so it wouldn't surprise me if he does start scoring well. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to tell. One game sample, boys. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. we do have to remember that. Yeah, and two preseason games where he didn't show anything either. But anyway, uh, Wayne Miller. Uh, well, you should go. You should go big when no one else is trying. Like anyway, Wayne Miller. Uh, Fifty points. So I can just give him some time. Real low time on ground there as well. And is that forward too for a bit? Start in the back line. Stato, um, good friend of the show, the Statesman. Bit concerned about old Miller. Yeah, he was, especially for his classic formats. But he doesn't reckon he's. He's just wondering where do you play him because he's. You know, I think they did have to move him around because yeah. he's a bit too slow to defend yep. at the moment down back, and they—that's when they made the shift. It's like he can't really lock anyone down. He'll play forward. Oh, I've said this good for ages. Like Crows, good decision maker, but Crows have had to play him forward for the exact same reason before. So, yeah, I think most of the time it's injury concern. But I'm just worried about like it's more I'm not worried. I'm just more so thinking that it might be just him kind of easing back into the game. Like I'm willing to give him a yeah. bit more. Like owners just are going to probably have to be very patient in your keepers. Yeah, he I might think so. take some time. I mean, I yeah. personally, I was probably on the side of what you're saying. I'm a bit more keen than the yeah. statesman, but he's got a good fantasy mind. And the last uh, name I had, yeah, was the Moose Andrew McPherson, but we already touched on that. But he was on, <laughs> he was on fire. <laughs> but anyway, did the hamstring not not to be? Uh, Hayden Young had 81 points for Fremantle. Um, just halfback. Just breakout season for this kid, so it's coming. Will Brody had 77 points from uh, low time on ground. I think that was in the 60s as well. I, he just did well enough listed as a forward. Um, he holds for a bit, um, even with Fife out. I think. I don't think it's. Uh, Longmuir basically came out. I've got to get this. I've got to get the quote. But give me was, the gist. Um, he basically said him and him and Clark played really well, did their roles, and they're going to be in the team for a while. Good. Was Good. the um, that's all we want. The, something a roughly quote. Yep. Uh, Sam Switkowski was also quite good, 73 points. Mainly that forward. I thought he might get a few more CBAs, but I don't think he got any, did he? Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so anyway. He's a new addition to my side, so I'm yeah. happy that he got me a 72. You take that up forward for sure. Um, the Tuck, Darcy Tucker, honour the Tuck. He had 72 points. Um, started on the halfback, then went onto a wing for quite a bit of the game. Um, he scored okay as well. And then Jordy Clark played that halfback role that we thought he'd play. Um, looked good, but there's just a monopoly... Oh, sorry, there's a lot of mouths to feed and Luke Ryan has the monopoly on the kick-in still. So you were the one who was like talking about the kick-in upside. Luke Ryan was still taking the majority of those. So yeah, that's the only other thing I noticed. I'm just not sure. I think Geordie Clark will build on this score. It's not like the... This is what about um, the, the match winner, mate? What about him? The, the golden the, fist. The fist. Yeah. A Chapman. 
Uh, Give him 50 points for that one, I reckon. What did he score? It was like 50. It was 51. I've left him off because, I don't know, he just didn't do enough for me. He's going to pop one game this year. We'll get to talk about it. All right, cool. Uh, Let's move on to the final game of the round, West Coast versus Gold Coast. Your two favourite teams, Dossie. The two coasters, the... I think the draft doctors have been saying the the superior coast (laughs) now on Gold Coast, which, yeah, yeah, facts, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, so the Eagles obviously missing all their studs, like basically everyone. So just take these scores, as we've said, obviously one game sample, but in particular this game, take it with a huge grain of salt because things are going to be different going forward. But for the Eagles, let's talk about some players that we might be interested in. Sam Petrevsky, Seton, is the one that... I'm going to talk about first. I know there's a couple of other guys that might interest you more, but for me, when things actually settled back to where they were and with a few extra players in, Petrovsky Seaton was playing midfield. And I did kind of mention this a couple of weeks ago. Sherlock Dossie did some investigations and was looking at where he could fit in. And playing that mid-forward role is where I kind of see Sam Petrovsky Seaton playing. 73% TOG, seven CBAs. But the thing for me, he just looked a class above and um, didn't get the score, but I see that coming in future weeks. So just keep an eye on, on his scoring. I'm just going to say a blanket statement for every one of the players you talk about tonight. A lot of players coming back to that West Coast side. Have mentioned that, Hef? Yeah, no, I'm just yeah. saying. That's my, that's, my, that's my comment on everyone. What I said, the reason I mentioned him first, I think he's got the most chance of actually yeah, being just, there when the rest are I'm back. I'm just saying that I'm not going to bother speaking because I'm just going to say that. Okay. Okay. That's cool. your, your comment for yeah. everything. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll mention about the other guys that got some midfield clock first. Actually, let's just talk about him. Luke Foley. Tunned oh God, up. I'm going to find hard not to talk about this guy. Luke Foley. <laughs> talking. Shush. Luke Foley. Tunned up. Um, the role that I saw him playing was it was a kind of an interesting role, and probably what I'm thinking is close, most closely to what Duggan kind of does. So the ball was going up, and the moment the ball went up in the centre bounce, he'd like sprint in yeah, there, race in. He'd race in. He'd be involved in a stoppage, and just looked really good and. Witherden coming back this week is probably the big thing where I'm like, is this is this going to happen? Because he's not going to get that cheap ball as easily um, in defence, and oh, I just want to see what happens. I'm not I'm not sold. I'm not sold. The but thing he looked good. The thing with like footy like all weekend, we saw players just like dashing like to get the ball moving ball forward. And there wasn't a lot of chip around in defence. Whereas West mm. Coast, there was still quite a bit of that happening, like a bit more, not heaps, but yeah. yeah, more than more than other teams. So that's what fills me with a bit more confidence for someone like Foley. Yes, you're right with players coming back in. But um, yeah, I don't think he has 100 every week, that's for sure. But I think we'll see, we'll see a breakout of sorts, I think, this year. Maybe not be an 80-plus average, but, you know, I think we'll see him kind of just cement, like, and just cement a spot on the side, I think. Be interested, and, though, yeah, because for me, um, yeah, showed way more signs than I've seen yeah. before from him. So, was very impressed. Another guy I was super impressed with, which I kind of flagged um, the other week on the pod. You did call this. He's got center, he got the center bounces. He was pretty high up in the center bounces in the preseason games. I was like... Yeah, more of a flash in the pan type thing. But Jermaine Jones was you've, electric. You've got a little goat emoji next to his name here. Yeah, Jermaine the Goat <laughs> it's Jones. Bit, it's um, a bit too early. To I, think I, might have had a, I think I might have had a couple of bevies when I put that one in there. But he actually just looked really bloody good. Low disposal count, 21, dis, uh, 21 touches. So, look, he's going to have to kick a couple of snags, get a bunch of tackles like he did in this game for him to actually get a nice score. But the fact he's in and amongst it, and the fact that he was in there when actually Tim Kelly was playing in the trials the week before, that probably says to you that he is going to be involved in the centre bounce mix this week, uh, this year, sorry. So, yeah, temp- tempting, I suppose, as a guy that actually mm. popped a nice score. Let's look at the other players pretty quickly because, like we said, so much to change. Patrick Nash coming in um, 
off the basically off the AFL's waiver wire. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he scored sixty starting on a wing. But I don't know. I, I just keep an eye on him because he's got forward status, and if he's got that wing role. I've quite liked him in the past and mm. just like the way he goes about it. So, once he learns the team structures, could he get some more scores? Let's keep an eye on it. Willie Rioli um, scored really well. If you look at his time on ground, he actually had a pretty solid score for his tog. So, as he builds into the season, maybe he can score some good scores. More of a streamer, more of your kind of loophole guy. But, yeah, just keep an eye on it because he actually played some center bounce usage as well. Jackson Nelson's the last one, just a 70s guy, but he's all right. Plays a wing. He goes, well, <laughs> not bad. We're getting late in the pod, you know. It's got to get through these he's now. A, as the draft doctor says, he's a jag. Um, Suns, I won't even talk about the, the big one there because he's- uh, Did he come back to the pod? Yeah. Yeah, because okay. he's- yeah, geez. Well, Matt Rowe, 2G for P, let's move on. 100%. Just okay. a gun. Let's do it. Fluffy beard, though. Don't know about that. <laughs> did you notice that? Oh, that's like- It was a bit fluffy, yeah. yeah. I can't even grow that sort of beard, so good on you. Um, Isaac Rankin was the next player that we can talk about. The big thing for me, so he tunned up four snags, which, you know, against West Coast, big deal with small forward just kicking a few snags. 23 disposals is the big thing that stood out for me. Actually managed to build a little score bill from his disposals, which has been an issue. Mm. Been hoping for this for years. Hoping to see something like this. Yeah. Um, Let's wait and see. Um, I'm just optimistic, but I wouldn't go, you know, he's versing West Coast with no one. So Such a gun player, though. He'll get locked down. Yeah, very true. regularly. Yeah, he didn't turn um, up in his debut and then basically didn't hit 50 for the rest of the year or something like that. snags, like yeah. freaky snags. Yeah. Quite a few of them on debut, I think. So, yeah. anyway, obviously a superstar talent yes. if, if he can get it right and consistent. Consistency is the big one. Um, let's see him do it. I'm keen to see. Alex Davies was one that just piqued my interest because I've been wary about him from taking my boys CBAs, mm-hmm. but 59 points from 70% TOG. Love him as a stash. This guy looks like he's class. I don't know if you, you guys saw this game, but- Bits and pieces. He played quite a bit of forward. Like, yeah. not that much- well, he was doing that in preseason. So, yeah, not yeah. that much um, midfield usage. He he, re- he actually looks a class act. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of on board and I'm really yeah. interested to see where he, his career goes. Well, now. he debuted the last round of last yeah, year. And so got a stack like, of CBAs yeah. because they were giving him a crack. But, but it was but, like, a lot of people probably would have missed that because who's watching a- Gold Coast dead rubber in the last round. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, and then he would have seen like CBA counts, but I don't think he's going to be moving into the midfield this year with everyone fit and firing. But he he's going to hold his some, own. Yeah, he'll get a couple of- Yeah, but, but like, not, low, like but, yeah. not like he did last year, you know what no, I mean? No, like, and it's, yeah. this year's just going to be a year where, like like I said, pure stash or yeah. just take a little ne- next year. But yeah, yep. lots of good signs. Jeremy Sharp was down in this game. Uh, Nothing to worry 44 about. 54 points, yeah. He was injured in the- Is there a trend with wingers just not scoring well this round? Except for Dan Houston, maybe, who played on the wing for most of the game. Uh, Sharp missed the last JLT game, whatever it is. So yeah, the hamstring. Uh, That's yeah. right. I was trying to think, like, did it, did it seem like wingers were down? The good wingers. Carl Amon still went okay. Well, the thing that I think Sharp, like, I didn't see exactly positionally. I know he did play a bit of wing early, but I noticed Fiorini actually coming out onto a wing okay. and he late still in the okay. game. And obviously, Ellis is on the other one. So, I'm thinking maybe Sharp actually didn't get- I think he okay. might have got pushed off the wing a bit. It's not, gonna, it. it's not the pure wing role that we thought it might be. Like, I think there's going to be some sharing going on. So yeah, That's happening in quite a few teams. They actually rotate wings. Like, yeah. You know, so, just keep an eye on I'm still it, so. big on Sharp. Just keep an eye on that. Yeah. I was hoping for a big score. David Swallow playing defense. Vomit. Yeah, 43 points. But 
No, he's too slow. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't, no interest, but just keep an eye because he'll get defender status. And Ben Ainsworth, I'll just throw his name out there because I probably, I'm not willing to, um, you know, say I was wrong on this one yet because I've just not been a fan of him scoring wise, mm. but 88 points. Versus West Coast, yes, but just like he's shown signs this preseason of actually doing it consistently. So both games are very open and easy, though I'm guessing. Yeah. So, so I let's see wait. Him. Let's yeah. still wait, but yeah. good signs from your boy. I yeah. still made sure I got my hands on him in the home league draft before K's did. So just so he's in my team. So like, fine. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully just, he does pop this year, and you let him go a year too early. Showed a bit more than kind of what I've seen from him in the past. Yeah, so he does signs. this. Mm. All right, that's the end of the round, Rewind. Uh, if you enjoyed the uh, thorough depth of uh, analysis we've done in that segment, uh, make sure you jump on and support the podcast by becoming a member. Uh, in return, we'll give you weekly CBAs, weekly kick-in numbers, scores for and against, projections, breakout tracker, and much, much more. You'll also get the uh, the marquee signing to the Keeper League brand, which is the Pod Pod, which is going bananas uh, behind the paywall. Yes, it is, but um, totally worth it if you're into your uh, AFL Fantasy Classic. Absolutely. There's a, a two-time hat, two two-time hat winners on there. Last year's runner-up, Cole Holmes, and yeah. the Statesman as well. So yeah, and actually we had a and a, Doss. Well, we had a special guest today actually. Oh, um, okay. 2022 AFL Fantasy Classic winner, Dosby Lestier. Okay, yeah, uh, good he, one. Was on, he was on the he was on the podcast. As Selby well. Lee Steer is the uh, two-time winner of AFL Classic. Because I don't know if our listeners Who's actually know on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, don't know how many of our listeners actually care about Got Classic his long and know lost who that cousin, is. Dosby yeah. Lestier. Yes, but anyway, um, so you can get access to that. Unfortunately, you have to listen to that joke and that sort of stuff. But you do get some uh, great uh, insight from two very, very good AFL Fantasy Classic players and Louis as well, who's always a top 1000 finisher as well. So, um, yeah, he's quite good too. And then you got Doss as well, just doing funny <laughs> things like that. <laughs> Kays is going to jump on soon by the sounds of things. Yeah, that's on his ranking. His ranking. But uh, anyway, so yeah, links in description. If you want to sign up as a member, just scroll down there, uh, click that and uh, sign up and you'll get access to all that goodness. Um, all right, podcast reviews. We've got 90 more ratings until I have to play a game of football somewhere. <laughs> is that it? Yeah. Is that all we need? Yeah. So oh, 90, more, stuff, mate. 90 more ratings. Well, it's only keep moved up going, like 20 since like Keep going. So, <laughs> so anyway. in a month's time, we'll be playing footy. Maybe, yeah. Um, so, uh, this review comes from uh, JG Third Grade Fan, and he's right. This is a good pod. Um, I've been listening to these guys. Sorry, I've only just started listening to these guys. Good pod with great info on lesser considered fantasy players. First time I've ever written a review. Just here to help out the Kenilworth C grade team. There we go. i getting heft to play again by the sounds. So, anyways. Oh, yeah. Don't know if you'll be let back though, mate, after your performance at training. So. <laughs> what, a, few, the actual, a few words came out after that. Is the me. actual performance or the fact that I was just, it was quite Using evident that them. I wasn't keen to play <laughs> yeah, at all. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah. clear. Yeah, Attitude yeah. issues. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm not surprised somehow. Kay, uh, do you want to read out the gold members this week? Absolute pleasure. Glenn McAuliffe, Nathan Quarrell, Michael Pace, Paul Monkus, Mark Miles, Wayne Mickelston, Ray Barton, Joe, the love pig Cagney, Sean Michael and Todd Rollings. Thank you to those loyal supporters there. A lot of familiar names in that list that support us year in, year out. So thank you to all those members there. All right, let's move on to the listener questions. All right, moving on to the listener questions. Our first one this week comes from at 
Trav014. Uh, are the Hawks versus North Melbourne and Suns versus West Coast scores worth taking note of, or is it just bottom teams playing each other? Um, he also wants to know is Phillips um, basically best 22 as well. So um, you watch this game, those uh, games, that first yeah, well, I think we've kind of touched on it, but yes, I would. Be very wary of both score, scores in both of those games, sorry. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm quite keen on Phillips. I think um, he took the opportunity that was presented to him and I think you'll find he's in that best 22 going forward. All right. Um, what do you think, Dossie, about the Suns versus West Coast scores? Do you take much out of it? Or I think no. that was more of a rebel, wasn't it, that one? Look at, like, yeah, Jermaine Jones, like 97. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, Luke Foley, 100. Wary. Just, yeah, just wait. All right, this one comes from uh, Russ2468. Uh, which players had the biggest positive and negative role changes of the round? I wrote down a couple just off the top of my head before we start, started. I think Dan Houston moving onto a wing semi-permanently was quite good for his game. He scored 150. Um, Luke McDonald going back to defense was good um, after being on the wing last season. The negatives I saw was, yeah, Warple. Well, I didn't see this one, but I just heard about it. I'm not sure if it was actually true, but Warple going forward is what I've heard. And Dawson went defense the second half, but he was, yeah, kind of forward the first half as well, which is a bit gross too. So that was negative, but I, I'm not worried about Dawson at all because I think he would just be playing a normal role as how well he played in the second half. Pendlebury is another one that goes back. Who Gus Brayshaw was my huge one. Oh, like he's yeah. irrelevant That's as a right. wingman, but he could be you know one of the better defenders. Hey, was was down Luke, there. Was Luke, Luke, Luke Parker? McDonald. Was Luke Parker? Was Ed McDonald? Was Luke Parker forward? Kick five, didn't he? Uh, yeah, but yeah. I think but he was that from the midfield? They yeah. just like rotate yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, yeah. about eleven CBAs, man. So who did so? Warple. Yeah, no, but like that's that was, I looked at it, it was forty five percent, which is like I reckon I don't know. I'm just saying he's not getting. Yeah, it's it's bad, but I don't yeah. know. It's odd. Yeah, it's really odd. Maybe we just had a bad game. And Gresham know. just like confirmed that he's actually playing midfield and he's got that forward status. He could end up being top five. Like uh, yeah, well, yeah he could be if, yeah. if if that role's permanent and it's something that I'm looking for in the next next week and the week after whether the mid times real because we saw it in a half of football can he do it for a full game coming back off a serious injury yeah yeah anyway we'll move on um, at Kang Daddy um, let's be honest chaps round one is all about the waivers in a win now team please rank the following waivers available in my super coach keeper league I have priority one so Nick Hayes sorry Hayes Nick Martin Shoal and Myacek who would you rate so I don't play Supercoach at all so I'm not you wouldn't be getting Shoal in Supercoach which is a boy outside see I'm am I, is, am I correct in thinking that Myacek might be a, a go in Supercoach because he seems to just kick a few goals here and there nah, I wouldn't be touching him no so then you go Hayes, Martin Myacek and Shoal probably go Hayes because I know Ruckman are like cheese in Supercoach okay. like they're just hell cheesy so yep. I'd be going the Ruckman first yep yeah, cool. All right. Um, at by Alex Fry. Um, true or the false? Forward rock. Apologies. Yeah, that's all right. True or false? Is the LDA break LDU breakout real? I think we're all in agreement that that's real, yes. isn't it? Yes. There you go. Yes. By Alex Fry. Um, at Skull Down Under. Um, hey lads, just recently discovered your pod. Loving it so far. I'm in the first year of a keeper league with my mates. We are running with a two ruck system. Ouch. Oh, you. That's gross. Um, what are we? Th- what are our thoughts on Hayes? I didn't get to watch much of the game. Worth a pickup or a hold for now? Yeah, it's definitely worth. A pick up especially in a two ruck league he you was so him. impressive yeah, in the yeah, first yeah. game like, I know Absolutely. he's played you know he's a mature ager yeah, yeah. He, but he scored monstrous in the in the Sanford stuff anyway so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, at Isaac underscore WF what do I play who do I play at D3 uh, Jarth Tucker or McInerney CJ yeah, Jarth from after the he last week's re- performance awesome. yeah. 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 McInerney we didn't talk about this but did he get injured or not I mean I saw him go down he played out yeah, on the wing like, and yeah. it was just a weird game it was just 
it was not. But then he got injured late, though, didn't he? he? Yeah. So he's probably worth just like that he came off late in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So is he? Yeah, just let's monitor that and see if he's actually going to play this week. I saw, I saw him like I only watched the end of it, and it looked bad, like when he was coming off. So Mm. yeah, but no one's talking about it, so I'm just not really sure what that what the go is. No respect. Um, Matthew Wright, where is Jack Bytel, Dossie? We'll need to do some investigations okay. on this, on where Jack Bytel has gone, because Sherlock Dossie's, he's lost, he's, the case is open at the moment. Could, because we, could we see is this Bytel a missing, is a missing person's case? This or? is, yes. Yeah, yeah. We, well, we saw him dominate at the end of last year, but where is he? Where is Jack Bytel? He's not on the injury list, as far as I can tell, but the mystery is open. Well, there might be a very good clue this weekend, because there's some VFL games happening. So I, bought, um, so. I bought a little one litre milk today and there was a picture of mm. um, Ryan Burns on there <laughs> <laughs> not Bytel though missing <laughs> well the the, the the danger signs when I was like where is Bytel yeah. like they played a rookie yeah, ahead of him and gave him mid time and he they're like yeah. Kick. yeah and he I was and I was like, like unfortunately yeah. Jack Bytel mm. yeah, I don't yeah. Know. he must have done something for someone mm. um, Dave Simpson trade or keep Rosie now he got injured as well like he came off early Got had a jab when's apparently. He not, then, when's he not yeah, like that's doing true. something? I'm still keeping him. Like he's an immense yeah. talent. Yeah, keeper. Yeah, yeah, definitely keep him. Persist. Uh, Robert Hatcher. Uh, do we see Weller improving, or is he going to continue going backwards? Um, Lukosius worth moving on due to his role? Question mark. I am flag chasing. So let's start with Weller. I see him scoring scoring better, like slightly better than he did on the weekend at some stages. This. Yeah, but I don't know if it's going to be too much different to what he scored. I think given his forward status, it's just handy. Do you guys what think? What did he score, sorry? 66, I think it was. Mm. Yeah, I think because he has the kick-in role. Which, yeah, he does. Like, I think he had a stack of kick-ins in this yeah. game. Yeah, I'll no, give I'll, you the exact numbers in a sec. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I'd be, such I'd be confident Jane that he'll score dude. a lot better than he that. He is very plain, but um, he'll yeah. score better than that though. Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you his kicking numbers here. Just give me two seconds to get them up. So he had, he had five for the game. So he had 62% of the team kick-ins for the game so with five kick-ins. Yeah. You take 15 points off that score, it's a vomit. What's that, sorry? If you take 15 points off that score. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. It is. But he'll, he'll, he'll keep yeah. those kick-ins. Though, that's the thing. That. You, want, you want a player playing that role as a forward status. Like, it's pretty juicy. Yeah. And Lukosius, is he worth moving on due to his forward role? No. Yeah, I, don't I, I, didn't, so. I, I know didn't love he, it. He says he's flag chasing, which I yeah. understand, like, why you'd want to do that. But I'd definitely wait because... Like, Lukosius has still got the chance to be a really good forward. And who knows what's going to happen to their team? Like, what if they what if yeah. they just swing him back halfway That's the through thing. the season and then you've mm-hmm. missed out on having yeah. an awesome is there defender? A, is there a chance? Yeah, true. Is there, there's no chance of getting forward status because he's already BC. No, no he's, BC. he's got BC. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, you're not going to get that. But yeah, yeah. roles can change. And also, he could be an amazing forward that you end up wanting yeah. to keep you, and, you, and rebuilding in your kind of after flag. I chasing. can't see him scoring well as a forward, but I can see that happening, moving back at some stage because he's just so he's good. played everywhere. Well. Yeah, like, yeah. don't trust the coach just saying, oh, he's going to play here. It's like we yeah, saw yeah. Dawson, yeah, midfield, and he's played forward and defense in his first game. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Paul Milne asks, can we expect a 90-plus from Robottom for the rest of the season based on this week's role? I believe so. I think by now you should be expecting it. Whether you'll get it or not is another story. But you should be expecting to get it. The game that he played on the weekend is easily replicable. Yeah, you can't expect it, no, because Chad Warner's still coming back in. We just mentioned what are they going to do with Josh Kennedy? Do they want to move him in? 
Anyway, I, I wouldn't expect it, put it yeah. that way. They've got a lot of oh, mouths to feed and a lot of guys that can roll through that. I'll be expecting it, but I'm just saying. <laughs> what do you think? Where's Chad Warner? Is Chad <laughs> no, I'm Warner just saying he's, been, he's just shown, he's just yeah, teased. No, no. Stevens out. My point, my point is, it. my point yeah, is, yeah, okay. like he's, he's in his like fifth year, isn't it? Fifth or sixth year. He should be doing this by now, but I just don't know if he so will. So you'll be disappointed again. Exactly. Yeah. Um, let's wrap it up. This has been a long podcast, just gone over 90 minutes, I think. But uh, thank yes. you for listening. Um, give us a follow on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, all Keep League Pod on all those channels. Make sure you get around Manscaped. Uh, support us by supporting our sponsors by using the code KEEPER20 at manscaped.com. Get yourself 20% off and free shipping. Uh, make sure you sign up as a member and support the um, show. So head to the links below, in the description below. Uh, sign up as a member. Get access to all the bonus resources and the infamous Pod Pod. Um, and yeah, you'll be set for the whole fantasy season. Uh, anything else from you boys? No. Make sure you listen to the Pinsky song as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna play that on the outro. So yeah. Oh, will we? yeah. No worries. All right, cool. See you later. Peace out. See ya. La 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 Pinsky, savior of your keeper team. Those rosy cheeks will never fatigue. La 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 Pinsky, calling was you stack machine. One hundred plus in your fantasy team. La 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 Pinsky, trust the go to win your league. His ownership is rather unique. La 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 Pinsky is a big in fantasy. And to the one